this one is uh, Jesus R. Jesus R. We'll see. Gave it five stars. I was literally crying wow. at the end. But I would recommend the documentary The Filth and the Fury 2000 instead. It's a documentary. But the end made me ugly cry. Is tough and awesome, but overall, I like this show. I don't watch things too much before getting bored, but I watch this nonstop. I liked <laughs> been a Sex Pistol fan for, for more than 10 years. Oh, and wow. Danny Boyle, too. But he should cool. have... He that, should have that's, quite, that's quite rare, actually. <laughs> he should have collaborated more with Mr. Lydon. He did a show not really for Sex Pistol fans, but train spotting fans. He filmed it very well and did camera angles I had never seen before. But again, he's... Be- He's becoming style over substance. <laughs> might want to check I've out. Never seen might want to check before. out Citizen Kane for those Dutch <laughs> angles. Check out a double indemnity, my friend. <laughs> Someone else was might want to uh, invest <laughs> in the Hitchcock collection, my good <laughs> sir. Someone else is hoping that they're doing a second Slammed. season of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be my favorite <laughs> review. It's like completely missing five, five the mark stars. on I hope how they do life a second works. season of The Pistol. Stop! Kill! Welcome to Doc Still Death, the podcast where old pucks are talking about puck documentaries. My name is Jeff Garlock. I'm Pete Zetlin. Hold it, hold it, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not Omnipork, it is... Excuse me, I'm afforded the right to speak in my own defense by the Constitution of the United States. Are you this reclaiming is the same your time? Document. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same document which guarantees my liberty, and liberty, in case you've forgotten, is a soul's right to breathe. And when I cannot take a long breath, laws are girdled too tight. Is this Goodwill Hunting? Or are those lyrics to pretty vacant? <laughs> it's actually Will himself speaking. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, almost as cool as this episode, because of course, people. <laughs> if you're if you're tuning in for the first time, that would be wild. But uh, that would be wild. <laughs> <laughs> we you you you're trying to find a new podcast. You say, you know what? I think I'll start with track four of this mini uh, biopic of Sex Pistols. Yeah. Look, what if the person only started watching that series with episodes? Then, well, I mean, might be a smart move because like shit might actually vaguely be happening, uh, or they might be insane. Yeah, or they're totally insane, man. Uh, so yeah, we talk about punk documentaries and feel the mm. need to watch anything that is related to punk, including Danny Boyle's uh, FX series. No, Hulu? Hulu? Uh, it's, both, right? it's FX. It's FX. It, we've been watching FX, on FX? We're, we've been watching Oh, wait, on but Hulu, I watch though. it on Hulu. We're watching Pistol, people, and uh, we are gluttons. We were going to start to speed through because we realize this show is fucking painful. Uh, but we also said, hey, let's make some fun out of this whoa, pain. Whoa, 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 We, 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 we did not say... Matt, Matt came in stomping his feet, saying in his we've got to do them. His little wee wee hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> he and HBK got together and said, "You know what? This this series needs to have needs to be platform. You got to give a platform to, to Pistol. Yeah, it needs to have a platform. So here we are giving it a platform. We're giving with, it a platform. Yeah, we're maybe the only people for some reason giving this show a platform." And not just letting it uh, go into the the nether regions of the world. We are uh, to hang out six. with Varkna or whatever the hell that thing is from Stranger Things. <laughs> Still can't get through episode four. I'm so far behind this show. How, but how, how, how dare you? I have watched more episodes of Pistol than I have <laughs> of Stranger Things at this point, which is That's so wild. wild. Um, yeah, so. Uh, we decided to make full episodes. We had said that maybe we'd start to truncate this because we're finding this TV show so painful. But uh, we decided to give it its due. Uh, we decided to give it its doo-doo. 
And so today <laughs> it's we are giving us the doo doo and yeah. we're giving it back. <laughs> we're throwing that doo doo right back at his face, baby, because we are doing <laughs> pistol <laughs> track number four. Now, what's it called? Oh God, I sighed out loud and then texted you basically all a sigh. This is called Pretty Vay Cunt, <laughs> a word I really don't love. Uh, and then why do you why do you why when you text us is every third word talking about someone calling them that's this iPhone cunt, autocorrect? You know, I got a you know I got a real bone to pick with iPhone. Um, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Left and right, this guy. <laughs> I will say on this one, uh, at least two things at least. It's shorter than the last episode. (laughs) Thank fucking God. It truly was a a godsend when I realized that it was uh, a lot shorter. And at least uh, things are happening that we know. Like, and that is, like, not a great thing either. It's not like this show has been like, oh, we have so much about the pistols in our, you know, history that we hear about. We've already heard these stories. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of things we don't know. And when they're getting into the things we don't know about the Sex Pistols and Jonesy, uh, I'm so indifferent towards it. Uh, That's not a good sign of a TV show. (laughs) Uh, But now that we're actually getting to, like, oh, the things that I imagined you'd cover... Great. At least something's happening. Uh, at least it's fun to see, I don't know, this shit get recreated for the billionth know. time. I don't even know, really. And so I was just excited to see uh, Tony Wilson at the beginning. <laughs> uh, uh, I was just excited to be like, oh, and think about Factory Records for a little while mm. uh, instead of uh, the Sex Pistols for a little while. Uh, but yeah, because that's how the show starts. It's just the, the youth of America seeing anarchy in the UK for the first time and the beginning. You know, uh, the thing is, uh, no one's ever said this before. Everybody who watched that performance on TV started a band after that. That's wild to think about. Really? Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, <laughs> because it's, after it's... that performance on Tony Wilson's TV show, there were literally like 2,000 bands that all started all at once, and they were all on Factory Records. And they were all, you know what? They were all named Crispy Ambulance, which was the other weird part. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess <laughs> I should listen to that band eventually. <laughs> what were you going to say? You know what's w- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't Nothing matter matters. anymore. It just doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Yeah, so what are I remind like it it's hard because this one is merging and I need to like look at my notes here just like a little bit like a reminding me. Like what we talked about like in a, track like three. Like a reminding me? Is that like a Hermione? Can from- you Germione uh my Dumbledore? Um My Dumbledore. Hey Gumblefloorf. Uh 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 Dorf on golf. Can you answer <laughs> get, me a question? Yeah, get down on your I was about to say get down on your knees. Get down on your knees. Hey Dumblevorf. Hold on, I gotta tie my shoes to me. my knees for a second. Because <laughs> I gotta double dwarf this <laughs> double dwarf on golf. Ugh <laughs> God. If I was still writing sketch comedy, I'd be right there. Oh, for a show the show pass. This week. God double damn dwarf my on life. golf. Um we went through in in the last track three bodies what the A B and C stories are. What do we think were the stories of <laughs> I have episode? No idea. I don't no. know. I mean, we've got we still have that Jonesy can't read. That happens. We yeah, have that's that. True. Um, that. You're tracking that story for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, you're all about going. Jonesy can't read. I I love that one. Um, there is the they're going on tour, and everyone's going to hate them. Okay, so I guess. There, yeah, there's the the story. Oh well, yeah, there's a storyline of the bonding and falling apart because of Tor. Yep, they due to manipulation. They Maybe get signed by they say, get signed by EMI. I think that's weird. I'm realizing just to say, like, I know I was just saying, I'm happy that we're finally getting real events, but I think that it's like this one maybe actually felt the most of just like 
check the boxes. Like, here's the things. Like, right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah okay, you're signed right, to EMI, like, and that's not going to happen. Then you're going to sign to fucking A&M, and you're going to be on the Grundy show, and you're going to swear, and you're going to fucking play the Northern Tour, and then Glenn Matlock's got to get kicked out, and, oh, the end. We'll get to the end. Oh, wow. But... <laughs> the end is... I'm in the oh. band? No, you're not in the band. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Oof. Ma, 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 me? You're going to help me? I'm going to play bass? Yeah. I've always wanted to miss it. Oh, my Oh, gee. So basically, it's just like it. But I'm just a corn from Alabama. I think. Track four. Ohio, that's right. <laughs> track four might feel the most truncated biopic out of all of them, but still isn't truncated enough. Like it's the it like now it's like adding on. Here's the thing. It's like it's truncated oh. biopic the most, but they're also adding on the the like you know they're adding is this the one where they talk about metaphor they add on the concept of metaphors yeah there's something about a metaphor in here yes where they over they explain to jonesy because he doesn't he's dumb i think right and he can't read he gets explained what a metaphor is and that's supposed to set us up that i think the girls are going to be a metaphor everything's going to be a metaphor that that that's that's another story is like these young punks oh, who are, the who are pushing teenage the, girls the who find out punks. about punk, yes, and, and want to so become they, commies, uh, become part of the youth revolution. But hold on, yes. Right after the metaphor um, scene, it cuts rather abruptly to the band going to a show, trying to jump st- or kind of start their car. You know, like um, the hedge broken down, going up a hill. Right, and it it was like metaphor. It was it was so <laughs> cheesy, yeah. That I again, I had a moment of like, this is so bad and such a poor decision by a guy who is such a solid director. Right, that he has to know how bad this is. Again, I'm still, you know, like scenes You're like still that. Still holding out hope that we're when I see we're already like past that. the midway point, but you still think yeah. it's gonna get better. When I see when I see a scene like that with like that a cut like that, not a scene. The only thing in running through my head is. I think I'm coming around on this. <laughs> I would do it. I knew it was coming around on this. It is such a uh, the the metaphor explanation feels like such a get out of jail free card mm. move of storytelling. Like it's like in a different way. Like one of my biggest problems with uh, Tenet when they're basically just like haven't seen it there's just one part where they try to explain something and the scientist i think my summary she just is like it's over your head you wouldn't understand it and i'm just like what <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the shittiest way to do this but this is like a get out of jail free card for oh no we're trying to do clunky metaphors we're trying to do cliche metaphors we're trying to and and it's like no, you're just doing it. Like you're not getting out of this. Gi- like just it's having his cake and eating it too. It feels like in this episode. Um, right. And then also adding on, uh, <sighs> adding on like because this has gone on for so long, I forgot <laughs> about uh, Jonesy and his stepfather. And uh, they really come, come back, back hard with that in this one. <laughs> they do. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Did not think I'd see him again. You what? The, did not think I'd see him again. No. I thought we were done with that. Um, yeah. uh, it's weird because the show doesn't really go for like thematic continuity. Mm-hmm. So to bring that back felt like to, to, have a, to have something that like besides just the main thrust of the show – like the band getting together and developing and becoming popular to have something that was like a theme of an episode come back in another episode felt odd, which is yeah. not a good mark of a, of a, of a, the quality of a show. Well, Cause it's gone on long enough that you forgot that that was a theme of an earlier episode. And then when you're like, wait, that's going to be your justification for why Steve Jones said, fuck 
on the Bill Grundy show, which was the first time in theory that someone said fuck, but no, they explain actually this Irish uh, guy said it 10 times, this Irish poet. Um, uh, But he looks directly in the camera when he says it. I don't believe he did on the TV show. So they created it uh, to look directly into the eyes of his stepfather, who, after he already told him and his mother that he was going to be on TV, he goes, Ah, you useless sword. You bloody embarrassment. Oi! (laughs) When they were at the mother's house, and the mother was like, I'm so proud of you. And then the stepfather comes and he's like, <laughs> like it was funny. But then the scene where um, where jo- Jones leaves the apartment mm-hmm. and it's just the mom and the stepdad. The mom makes a face where she's like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. I feel so bad." It was such, it was such like a soap opera scene. Right. Uh, it was really, it was again yeah. all a long way to say. Not good. Oh, can I say, I forgot until, again, this one is a little bit mushier, but I'm, like, looking at my notes. So, like, you know, a lot of those broad strokes, like we said, they get signed to EMI. They they go on their first tour. Everyone warns them, like, oh, it's the Northern tour. You're going to be fucked. Uh, and I also, I felt that, you know, Panthers, two-week UK tour. Worst idea we've ever had in our lives. Um, don't do that, people. But I... I wrote down, and I'll see if it comes up in my notes, there was a second one that maybe was the thing I hated the most. But uh, so far in this entire series, I might have hated the most when uh, Malcolm uh, booked them at a like hairdresser convention. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they play... The head lady, the head woman is running it, is like, you have to turn down. They can't hear the bingo numbers downstairs. And then everyone disappears off the dance floor, the hairdressers, from after dancing at a disco. And then there's just one punk. And a mm. one punk who also somehow has never heard of the Sex Pistols. He's, like, learning about the Sex Pistols, <laughs> even though he's covered in an anarchy butt flap, like he's at an Ausrat and Anti-Flag <laughs> show now. Uh-huh. Uh and then, unless I got confused, because I will not lie, I started looking at discogs around this point. Like, I could, <laughs> I just started, like, looking up Morrow LPs, and I was trying to fucking find out if their new album was out on vinyl yet, and when that was coming, <laughs> and et cetera. But, so the woman who booked them, who, like, didn't know about them, then becomes a punk. Right. Yes. In the bathroom. Wait. But do yes. we? Why do you assume she didn't know about them? She acted coy, like it sound, I thought it was like. Well, that's she, what I wasn't sure about, and that's why I wasn't sure if this is what if, is either just a moment I hate more than anything, or just slightly hate because I was like, oh no, is she a metaphor? Because they explain this metaphor, mm. like again, because I was looking at discogs, I was trying to find a fucking Maro LP, but uh, uh, yeah, I was under the impression that she didn't really know them yeah and that listening to the music was was so important that she had to do her hair up and tear her clothes and draw an anarchy symbol i would like to believe that's it i would that she knew about them and she was playing coy no i would like to believe that um i think she was she knew about them and was playing coy because she was with her boy that was her boyfriend ultimately the guy the one punker who was there mm-hmm. um oh. but i would love to believe that the show went in the other direction and it was like she just like kind of like she turned punk. A, yeah she had like a, a wild transformation in the bathroom and like <laughs> she went in to take a piss and she like, came out i she, am punk <laughs> yeah. right uh, that would be awesome. That's that what would it be felt cool. like to me. <laughs> so, I mean, that's essentially that, what the, If it was those, that, those Matt, if kids, it was though. that scene, would that make you maybe come around to it? I would, if, if, uh, listen, <laughs> if, if, if she just had like, like this like phenomenal experience where she turned punk in the bathroom, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't be coming around to it. I'd be turned, I'd be turned around to it. <laughs> You'd be Perfect. full on horny for it. Uh, yeah. But that's essentially what happened to those two younger girls yeah right i mean they heard it and they were like oh we're punk i mean it took them a little longer but you know we see them like they had to say fuck you mom we see them like next day at school wearing trash bags and then they're like yelling at the guy who was like in the car 
Which, hey, man, you know, I get it. They're teenagers. Sometimes you got to take a clunky path to get to that punk rock. Totally, Sometimes you got to totally. go to too many ska shows. Uh, it's also healthy to remember that they are teenagers when Jonesy's trying to uh, fuck them later. Yeah. Um, I, I let's not lest waiting. we forget that they were teenagers. <laughs> I was waiting for, like the way you were with Pauline in the last episode. I was waiting for us to find out who exactly they are. Yes, and that that payout never came. Well, because or she, it could come later. Though. I think it might. That's this is where I think I might be coming around. <laughs> oh, guys, now you're because <laughs> oh, you're coming around to it. You and the, the Green Day. Well, when, when Vivian around. kicks them out and tells them to go home. They say some sort of bullshitty line that's just like, just you wait. Like, you're going to be seeing us sort of thing. And I'm but like... She does, she does say something to, you know, like, you should go home and, like, learn But, like, who and, could and they become? So, honestly, scene, here was my thought. Yeah. The slits. <laughs> oh. I was just, like, filling in blanks again. I was like, maybe that's going to be the... Maybe that was Ari up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Like so, I thought the raincoats, um, okay. maybe, but I also thought what, what the real thought was. Okay, so there's a whole scene with Vivian Westwood where she's talk, she's giving them a fucking lesson, um, which even if okay, so here's like a little thing. Even if that was true to life, Vivian Westwood gave two girls um, a, a lesson on the male gaze in. Uh, in sex at you know the store, admittedly an make, interesting section. It, but it doesn't make good TV. I don't think so. I thought it made. I thought it makes bad TV. It's just like this is just well, like, yes, bad TV, interesting section. <laughs> yeah, like it feels so, clunkily put in, but feels like you're watching a YouTube video. On, yes. Did you know the real history? And it's yeah. by the punk rock NBA. <laughs> weirdly, yeah. it's like what <laughs> killed. <laughs> Bondage uh, clothes. What, the male gaze? Yeah. what did the male, the male gaze, gaze was a thing that? <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden, like VH1 uh, uncool VH1 guys did. It's for centuries, <laughs> maybe even millennium. But then I came around and I wrote this thing that I kind of explained to you what happened in the Sex Pistols documentary and. Things are better now. He keeps putting up um, a picture of like Gloria Steinem <laughs> when it's supposed to be bell hooks or something. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Pete? Sorry, Pete. I don't. I was jumping in there. <laughs> were you going to punk rock NBA? Then? I was punk rocking NBA. <laughs> Good. It's too late now. Five times Matt interrupted Pete when he was trying to make a joke. Here's number one. Yeah, <laughs> the male game. Yeah, like, like I, I hope he starts doing like the male um, punk rock NBA does start doing like, 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 like middle of the road liberal like political <laughs> half hour like docu docu episodes. Like he's yeah, like, here's five things that the Supreme Court justices got right this term. Like, uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> yeah. uh, excuse me, baking powder. What's okay. going on here? Um. Number one. Um, so, um, oh, so my guess, right? So the whole bondage scene, I was thinking, um, so it was confusing in the last episode because her name was Pauline. X-ray specs is polystyrene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like African-American woman. I'm like, it w- was like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm used to American punk in the 90s and the, and the, and the aughts and the, tw- and the, you know, for the last 40 years. And there's not a lot of black people. Yeah. So when you see a black people person and it's someone who you 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 know you know is around in the scene, you're like is that supposed to be that person? Right. So the 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 one of the two girls that wound up not being polystyrene because Pauline wasn't her real name and she wasn't uh, institutionalized. But then in this episode, they talk about the bondage thing, and then mm-hmm. one of the girls is a little younger and she's black, and I'm thinking X-ray specs polystyrene this their their number their 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 most famous song is bondage of yours right so i'm like oh is that supposed to be her could be i mean it there were but then i feel like i'm asking questions that are they're not even interested in answering right so then i feel like a fool for like even considering it 
Just a fool to believe I have anything punk needs. <laughs> Polystyrene. <laughs> um, punk rock factory. Yeah. <laughs> I make a deal with God. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I played that tonight for Kristen. I'm sure. <laughs> she love it? To, to pump, pump yourself up for the I sent you some, I sent you some pump up music. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, some pump pump up music? Some pop punk music? Some pop punk I sent you some pump up Punk music? rock factory pump up music to get ready to record tonight. Uh, did you? Yeah. No, you didn't. I will say Instagram. again, though, with this, uh, you know, tour does suck. They got that part a little bit that you fight <laughs> tour and that you could have emotional times on tour. Uh, I liked Glenn in this episode. I say it again. Yes. He, this is, is what I was going to say last episode. He was really good. He yeah. Went, his dump scene was like, <laughs> he, great. he was like, he was, he was like, I'm a, hey, can I get you another beat? Like yeah. he was so nice in the scene when he didn't know, but like we knew that it was coming. He's like, "Can I get you another beer? Hey, you want you want a, you want a background?" Oh, like, he also has that moment with him. He also yeah. has that moment with with Jonesy on the beach too. You know why like, I play bass? Oh my gosh, I was loneliness. Like, I said, "Yeah, <laughs> just, baby, yeah, baby." Just, That's just, why yeah. I play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, much. brother. <laughs> loneliness. Loneliness. Glenn's having a real moment, man. It's just Glenn had it. well, they had to get a lot of him because he's getting the boot. Yeah, yeah. it is also weirdly too filled. It, there's a the most Danny Boyle. Are we going to have a sunshine moment? Because you also asked in the last episode about performance. There's that like one performance where there's like that like clearly like newer ambiency music. Mm. That's like kind of like in the vein of blank massy stuff, but I looked it up, or I actually had my Siri get the song. It's either the band is Chili Beach, or the song is Chili Beach, and the song was unstuck. Uh, uh, but it felt I just it, then it like would turn into pretty vacant, and then go back into the ambient music over the mm. crowd freaking out. Yes, I remember that. I just wrote that's some Danny Boyle shit right there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that just really felt like he wanted to be like, hey, in case you forgot, this is what I do. It's unclear what you're supposed to be getting out of this. Uh, much like, again, a lot of these music choices, when they have music choices come up. Um, I was psyched to see Susie Sue, finally. I was psyched to finally see Susie and the Banshees. Like, I had an opposite reaction to that. Do you not like Susie and the Banshees? Um, no, it wasn't even about that. I was just was happy like... they were doing it. That's all. Like I was, in, I was like, "What's it going to be like when Susie Sue shows up?" Especially for the TV, you know, when mm-hmm. she's in, she's uh, she's at the TV taping, and it just felt like I don't know what it is, but they felt like they were so committed to getting someone who looks like her. Yes, and for some reason that annoyed me because the show is just <laughs> right. It, it's just so like. It, it it wants to be right on all the things that matter the least. Sure, I'm you with you I mean? on that. Like, and so it's like it's like, oh yeah, you did. You found someone who like kind of remarkably looks like her. Um, but you could you should have spent all this energy on a thousand other things. Well, I think that goes back to the I, the question we keep asking every episode is like, who is this for? When yeah. they're it's for on no one. Thing. At this point, we've learned that it truly might be. It was for no one. It's for no one. Like this is See, not for fans. Track three, we we had determined that it was in the middle, and now track four, we're just we're right on. It's for nobody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, you know what actually happened is the the numbers were fine for track one and two of watches. And four, five, and six are only three people have watched it, and it's just us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just happy to hear Susie of the Banshees at that point. I was yeah. like forgetting that I was even dealing with this show at that point. <laughs> I don't think I knew, and I actually don't know if it's true, that they were a band. Were they a band before the Sex Pistols got signed? That I don't know. They're playing fast. I, I'm not, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge Susie fan, and uh, you know, um, I'm more of an American punk guy than a British guy. As mm-hmm. like a, as a 
you got to kind of narrow down the sphere of things that you're <laughs> obsessing over. So I don't know about that. I mean, I guess that's partly why that existed. It's like that's where they're doing truncating in this is just like an escalation of like now there is a scene. Yeah. Now there is like like oh you saw her just in the background we never said who she was now she's fucking lead singer in Susie and the yeah. Banshees now she's Susie Sue um, it felt like fan service you know what I mean yeah. though like it didn't it, it was well not that's necessary. the thing it worked for me of just being a Susie and the Banshees fan I was just like cool like it's like it okay. might as well have been Hawkwind's footage again like, yeah where I was just right. like thank God it more felt like a respite from the show. That's right. the thing. Like in this one, it was the same. Like it was even just like I got distracted and stopped paying attention because I realized that uh, when they go on the famous talk show with Bill Grundy, I was like, "Oh, who is that? That looks like uh, that guy." And then I realized I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Kevin Eldon," and he's just in like every British like comedy I like. Oh, <laughs> so I wasn't even Bill paying Grundy. attention to the show. He was in Hot Fuzz. He's in Jam. Chris Morris' hmm. Jam, which is a totally fucked up sketch show. He's in Saxondale. He's in Nathan Barley. He just really is just like a guy. And that's then I got distracted. I was like, wait, is that woman who is his producer? Is that Olivia Coleman? And then I wasn't paying attention to the show anymore. I stopped watching Discogs. <laughs> and I started looking at IMDb casting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Our next three episodes will just be what we did while we watched this. Kind of. We looking at not paying attention. Um, uh, yeah, there was a moment. I mean, I, we, I talked about it in, when we did track three, but in track four, we also, I felt like got a moment with, with Johnny Rotten where he, it just showed a different element of him. So there was that moment where they, of who, which one, where Johnny Rotten had sort of like a, more of a, a different, a different image of himself. So they, I don't. They had an after party or an orgy. I don't really know what was happening. I may have tuned out. I can't remember. It, it gave us the impression that there was definitely on the next day. Yes, and then and that uh, Johnny was very concerned. Right, and then the press show up at the door, banging, wanting to know like, is this where they are? They want to talk to them because I th- maybe they had just done the Bill Grundy show the day before or. I can't remember if I'm getting the timeline. Either way. Oh, no. Yeah, it was the, yeah, it was the, maybe off the Evening EMI of. signing. Oh, was that in... sounds right. Yes, yes. Clearly, we all... We've, Jeff, you've, you've got more, most details. Uh, and so Sid is going to open the door and be like, F you. Oh, wait, and no. John... Sorry, sorry. Just correcting, just looking. It was after the Bill Grundy show. Ah, there we go. Okay. Because so he, got, totally he got cut also with that, by that guy on the street before that orgy, was I the... think. Okay. Maybe not. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Why am I dragging? No, no. Yes. <laughs> so, Sid wants to open the door and just like tell him to go screw, and Johnny's like, "You can't do it." And then has this moment with Sid about like, you, I guess the love that he has. You know, it's like my me mom, my mom, and your relationship with my mom, and she's not gonna have you over for tea anymore. And um, you fancy and you them spots of tea? <laughs> those little you didn't have bit that of element ice yet. biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! So as he's he's uh, fumbling around in his in his little uh, skivvies, um, you get that part, which I think continued from track three, where you saw, I guess a just a more uh, innocent, yes. Johnny Rotten, yeah, um, talking about his mom, and that Pauline scene happened in I think what it was his mom's house. Uh, mm. So you've got this like. Johnny Rotten, who's like wearing ripped up stuff, and it looks like he lives on the streets. But then it's like, oh, he has tea with his mom. He's us he weekly. Got a punks bit like of us. Ice biscuits. Yeah, punks are just like us, Pete. That is very <laughs> true. They still have tea. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It. I realized it like this one. I I can't tell if it's because I was zoning out so much. <laughs> of like watching this one it felt like this again because it was like both truncated and not kept going back to alright here are just the facts and then here's this storyline about these two girls who may or may not become x-ray specs <laughs> um, or the raincoats uh, and then 
it's like they again a problem that is continuous to me in this show is that like it sometimes feels like they could be doing more with a theme or an idea they're touching upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they well, just get sure. past it. Like, and so the, I was like, oh, there is an interesting idea too. Uh, Jonesy says, fuck on TV. Everyone freaks out in all of Great Britain. But they freak out by like calling Johnny Rotten like a punts a, a cunt. Like, and it's like, and then cutting him, and there's like, oh yeah, there's something kind of interesting that could be explored of like, we're pissed off that you swore, like you broke the social, like, taboo of swearing, but we do it all the time. Like, the thing Britain is upset about is the thing that Britain does. The thing that people are upset about is the thing that people do. It can be connected to now, every single fucking human being and the fucking Republicans and blah, blah, blah. But... It's not really explored. It just—it's just a thing that's like kind of touched upon and then moved on, like moved past it, because they also have to fit plot stuff in. They got to fit in. It's like okay, Malcolm is turning now. Like Malcolm, I think is, that's the theme. Yeah. That's the main theme where it's just like who's in charge, uh-huh. right? Because like they, there's the whole thing when with with the, with the Grundy show where Malcolm McLaren is telling them do this. And then they do something more intense than that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why'd you do that? I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the whole like issue about like fair contract. That, and it, it almost like the show almost suggests that Glenn is kicked out of the band because not only for the image, which they set up before, but because he's like, he's trying to keep. He's calling out Malcolm. Uh, yeah, he's like keeping accounting of the of the checks and the yeah. and the contract and shit. Like you know, which and I then, had I read that that actually was not even like that. He was feeling fed up with with Johnny Rotten, but like it didn't happen so in such sequential order like this. What is the quitting? The 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 the, the yeah, firing? like he was feeling kind of done with the band, is what he had said, uh, hmm. and so he wasn't really. Now, from his view, and maybe it's again revisionist history that right. he wasn't necessarily pushed out, but he was he was saying that they were already practicing with Sid Vicious, and he knew about it, and he was feeling kind of already done with the band uh, mm. and going his own way. But I think even connect to that. That's what I'm now realizing, and maybe I brought it up, and it's not a now realizing, but it's like it like reminds me of I probably said it before but like the moment in the movie the big short that i love so much is when they're like in the lobby of one of the uh traders and then uh of the stock traders and then the character looks at the camera and is just like this isn't what really happened like mm-hmm. and and i always was like great that's like an awesome little moment because yes it's all made up we've talked about that before like the whole point is what the story is it doesn't matter mm-hmm the facts but i think that's continuing to be uh if there was a moment where glenn matlock like looked and was just like none of this happened the way we're saying <laughs> it then still you're like going to be like but then what's the but what's the point the point of the big short thing is that the the theme of the movie is more important than getting all the linear facts in order right, right. like it's about what they're trying to tell you it still yeah. is unclear every single scene what they exactly they're trying to tell you. Well, yeah. I was thrown off because of the last the last one we watched with track three. You know, track three opens up and they're in a a, a mental institute. Um, and you're meeting this person. You're kind of like, what is happening? And then you're putting the pieces together. It's like, oh, this is how they wrote this song. Or this is inspiration for the song. So this one, I think, started similarly where it's like these two young women getting into punk. So I was following this theme of like, is this a new song that they're writing? Like, oh. what is the connection? <laughs> right. Where are we going with this? And I was like, oh, they just got into punk. Like, I don't I didn't know where if that was following the same, you know, I think she line. I think the two the two girls get used by Vivian Westwood mm-hmm. and then kind of mistreated. And I think that's what they're like. So I feel like they're setting up. It's it's like the B story, but it's the same thing where it's just like the band is enthusiastic. They go on tour. They wrestle on the beach, you know, all this shit. And then 
Malcolm comes in and you know uh, has them has them kick one of the dudes out of the band, and it's like the manipul and you know you already see earlier in the episode the manipulation at the at the Bill Grundy show, and then you see oh these two girls getting into punk they're having a great time and they wind up they almost get abused by Jones, but then they ultimately just get abused by the woman who seemed like she was supportive of them in the first place. So I think it's supposed to be like the turn, you know, like the turn from when, again, we talked about the last episode, like it's this like the band just does it for the music and for the love of it. But then these other people get involved, you know, and then they're ruining it. And I feel like that's the theme on the, on the band, a story. And then on the fan slash punk B story of like, but the fucked up thing is, like, neither of those – you can't separate the aspiration from the love in both of those stories, right? Like, the the Sex Pistols wouldn't exist without McLaren. Like, it's just – it doesn't exist. It, it's not it's not a thing that exists. He puts – he introduces the people together. He – so you can't say, like, oh, no. Steve, and the first episode is all about how fucked up Steve Jones is. So you can't say, oh, no, Steve Jones and guy just – into the music and Malcolm McLaren and the, and the industry just get in his way. Right. And in can't this say version the- of the story, without Malcolm McLaren, he would have just been a keep on fucking. That's yeah. all he would have done. He wouldn't even thought about playing music. So, so it feels like it's falling on the trope of like, oh, they get corrupted. Right. But it goes against what we've already seen in the show and it just rings so so it makes it feel like where are you trying to come at thematically? Like, this is the theme, right? Like, corrupted someone getting in the way but but it's unclear it's like the themes are there like in the last episode but like where the the writer and director are placing themselves in the context of those themes it's like it's it is it's nowhere clear it's really wild the push pull is a little whiplash whiplashy sometimes because you're just like sometimes it's falling on the old tropes of biopics and sometimes it wants to add a new layer in but then it will go back to like yeah even the vivian west like when like again it's like they touched upon like when those two teenage girls get sent home and realize that the revolution used them and they're like you're old we're new and then she's like points out and we can say this because we're Docs of Death. We're old punks. We're talking about punk documentaries. We are old punks. <laughs> but she's like pointing out it just like, yeah, you're going to be old in about two seconds. Like, yeah. this is a welcome to the cycle of punk. But as of now, yeah. they don't do anything with it. It's just an asi- It's just a thrown away. It's almost right. like, uh, uh, yeah. like a bad philosophy student that like just keeps throwing out like theses or something. And you're just like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to follow up any of these. Like, you got to do, do something yeah, pick more. Pick up, with it. right? Yeah. Pick up on them. Yeah. <laughs> because it then will get distracted by either a Danny Boyle like aesthetic thing randomly or Chrissy Hines' a romance. Uh-huh. Uh, or weirdly, I don't know who said it, but I forget. There was like a train spotting like style, like line delivery. Like, I think it was with the girls who was like, go home. Get clever, make your own destiny. Yes. <laughs> Choose um, life. Like it was just like, mm-hmm. oh boy, don't start nodding to yourself. You already did that with that fucking like rave scene, basically <laughs> like rave punk scene before. Um, and I will say, it was like I, I mean, it was so like wah wah for Chrissy Hind, and I felt bad for her at the same time because after all of that bullshit, the look of hope on her face of so just like I'm gonna be a pistol. And, oh, that scene was so bad. Ugh, God, uh, it was it, both of those scenes, like that scene and um, the scene with Steve Jones, where she's like trying to figure out what he has over her, well, over him, and right. he, he's just like, well, you know, like he's the only one who believed in me, blah blah blah. It's just like it's it was too much. And then the same, I mean, the other one, the ending scene where she thinks that she's being asked to play in the band was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But then when he introduces them to the rest of the crew of Glitter Beast, who is the guy who, like he's Rorschach from The Watchmen, is in the corner (laughs) and is just like, that's anarchy. Yes. 
Yeah. Might be the second worst thing in this entire movie show, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But who was he, too? Do we remember who he was? Uh, he's he's number two's boyfriend. Oh, he is? I but, thought but he was supposed to. I'm like, is he going to be someone important? Is he going to end up being. He's also going to start a punk band. We're trying yes. to figure out who he is. <laughs> and then, yeah, then later he's like, I'm out of here. By the way, my name is Richard Hell. And you're like, wait, what? This doesn't even make any sense. You have a British accent. What is going on? And then he looks um, at the camera and he goes, that's anarchy. <laughs> and also, none of this is true. None of this yeah. happened. And I changed my mind. Now I'm Richard Lloyd. I'm starting television. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to... Uh, you're like, wait, what? Now it's going to be New Wave? I don't understand what is going on anymore. That's anarchy. You did this four times already. Stop looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nightmare Ugh. i don't i actually don't know I, I i i i felt like i don't know i didn't even i you know i don't know why i'd even think i feel like i just is like they don't care about letting me know who somebody is yeah. i'm not gonna care yeah. about finding out who they <laughs> if are we're in, if we're in track four and they're still not gonna be letting us know who people are hey i'm gonna more power to I'm us i'm going to imdb yeah i'm going to imdb are you doing it now or are you just telling us the right. concept? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Oh, okay. okay, so could be Jamie Reed. Who's Jamie Reed? Uh, and he's an artist. He's that like the guy him. who he's the guy who does the uh, he did all the, the he did the the God Save the Queen logo. So that's why and, he's there. Yes, and you know yeah, what I say yeah. to that? That's anarchy. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely who he was. Yeah, you're right. It is What's Jamie. What's his Reed. name? Jamie Reed. Jamie Reed. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So we had to go through. I had to go through around twenty characters. <laughs> they might have said it. They might have said. They might again. That's I why I was asking because I was zoning out so much at that point, and then was brought back in by that disgusting line. I know we don't want to go back to that that end scene with uh, gotta go Chrissy. inside and back where it started, back to the beginning, because that's where my heart is. Gotta go. This is what happens inside. when it's so late. Uh-oh. Back to the beginning. Is that a pretender song you're saying? That's <laughs> Living Color. Okay, cool. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> covering covering the pretenders? No. <laughs> no, it's just... their own song. Um, uh, the That end scene where Sid becomes the bass player. Wh- why? <laughs> why did they do that? Like, why? Think... <laughs> so, again, I'm going to bring I'm gonna bring us back to. Oh yeah. What again? That scene would make you think that it's for the people who don't know who the Sex Pistols are, because you'd be like, "Oh, there's a chance that she could be the bass player." Right. When you know right. that Sid Vicious is gonna be the bass player, so right. it's like, why even do that clunky scene? Because it doesn't. It we doesn't add to anything. Unless all of a sudden she's like, "I'm not." That's the the final straw. I'm not hanging out with you guys anymore. Well, it is a weird move, and and then again, it is like, who is this show for? Is this for complete dullards who don't know anything about the Sex Pistols? Because like, yeah, it's like a move that happens in movies that aren't sometimes thought out or are marketed different. Where you're just like, wait, but we know, like, we know the <laughs> answer. Like, what do you do? It's like, I of course am thinking about this because I was just listening to a, a podcast talk about it, but like. In Child's Play, where they play with you in Child's Play, of just like, wait, is it the doll? Or is it the little kid? And it's just like, no, we know it's the doll. Like, from the beginning. So there's no reason for most of these scenes sometimes. Like, the ad campaign told us it was the doll. We know. And you know what also told us that it's Sid Vicious? All of life and literally everything. We all know there was no chance. But, it's true. you know, it's a real heartbreaking moment. When he comes in, he goes, I'm a pistol. Bloody <laughs> oh, where's Nancy Spongina? <laughs> it's, I, think they, I think they do it. We don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. We don't know how it's going to affect the love relationship between Jones and Hines. So maybe there's something there. It made her look so stupid. I, I felt bad for her. I felt bad for the actress. I felt bad for Chrissy Hines. Yeah. I felt bad for like, real-life Chrissy Hines. Who it's made to look 
that at one point in her life, she gave a look at going, I'm in the brilliant. Me? I'm going to play bass. It's like, no, I don't think that's anything that happened, but that's cool. I'm in the band. I've hoped for this for so long. I'm so excited. We're going to a whole other show. Wow. Yeah, to get ready for all the family recap that's coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> so keep this thing up um, to date for the kids. What song are they going to play? Okay, here's our last thing. Question: Game time. Six guesses. Wait, wait. Okay, God. Yeah. This is it. This is the end of the episode. Six guesses. What song are they going to play when Sid Vicious dies? Starman. <laughs> and you're gonna be like wait i'm supposed to associate something else with this song now i'm really confused <laughs> that's funny uh now i rip my my real my real guess do you want my real guess matt no no yeah. i mean do you want my real guess <laughs> i get real i'm gonna get real here if you want my real guess i think when said no, wait, is- ask, me, ask me hold on hold on ask me again matt do you want my real guess I think when Sid Vicious dies, they're going to play My Hero by Foo Fighters. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) There was not going to be a fucking dry eye in the house, baby. (laughs) There's someone getting the best of us. The best best of you. Yeah. Um, That's Um, not bad. That's not bad. It ain't bad. Uh-huh. What do you think, Pete? Pete, what they're gonna play? Uh, they'll Sid probably is dead. they'll probably do Nancy's covered um, in blood. Heroin by Velvet Underground. Oh. They're gonna really they're gonna slap it over the head. That look at this a, I, dickhead I, making a real <laughs> choice. That's gonna actually be <laughs> it. Wow, way to play the game yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm impressed. That might that that's probably it. I gotta say, I've, I haven't um, been this impressed. With you, I mean, ever, Pete, ever. Wow. Our entire friendship. Wow. Wow. 